Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here. It's Friday. Technically, it's Thursday. We're filming this a day before. But you know what that means. And if you're watching this, you don't have to be registered for Fightful.com because I'm leaving this one wide open. This is a... a one of, one of our most requested shows for the Shane Helms podcast. But if you want early access to shows like this, head over to Fightful.com. Register absolutely free. No credit card or any crap like that required. Just head on over to Fightful.com. I am joined by a man who, is, who has seen some shit in his day. <laughs> seen some shit, Shane. And I was appalled to learn that you charge money for autographs at places in which if I were to attend as a fan, I would expect you to charge for autographs. But still, I was shocked that you weren't giving them away for free. Yes. Apparently that makes me a bad person to sell autographs at a professional autograph signing and convention. I wasn't aware of that. I'm going to add that to the long list of things that make me a bad person. And I beat up three people. Uh, I don't know if that was at the same convention though. I don't know. I gotta, oh, yeah. gotta love that some gotta love that good news. Check out We're the check out the show of the week. Can you make out who that is? That is a legendary Rick Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. It's my very Ooh. first favorite tag team before Steamboat was the dragon. Listen, buddy, I have a black machismo shirt you can have somewhere. Oh uh, yeah. You got that V neck sweater going on now. You gonna I go do. to the library after this? Yeah, I am. And creep on little kids. No, your mom's going to take me there. Anyway, anyway, uh, we're going to do a full show on trolls. That's, that's why one of us gets paid to entertain and one doesn't. I'm getting paid right now. Are you sure? Yeah. Because you of me. You're paid right now. Because of me. <laughs> uh, no, I was, getting paid, I was getting paid for this before you. Where's Josh Sneed at? Josh Sneed? I don't know. Uh, it, it doesn't matter where he's at because he's terrible at everything. Racist. He's not funny. He's not funny at all. Anyway, we jibber jabbing about this week, man. Hit me with some good well, stuff. I know one one day we're gonna do a full show about trolls. That's that's gonna happen because I see it on how your. Would that, how would that take a full? How would that take a full show? Oh Jesus! Well, here's here's how the show would go. How do you deal with trolls? You use facts and you don't make shit up. Done. You smash them. I do smash them sometimes, though. I do, I do enjoy it. Oh, yeah. So, some, sometimes I enjoy it. I, I, I have, having you on Facebook is a treasure. It is a treasure. We are talking about this uh, guy. Some of the people on my Facebook know are friends and family, and I still smash them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no one is we're, safe. We're, no one is. we're talking about this guy. Uh, when you said you didn't know who he was, I referred to him as a Sonny Siaki knockoff. His name is Dwayne Johnson. You did some stuff with him. Oh, yeah. The Rock, gave obviously. Kid, I, gave, I gave that kid a rub back in the day, you know. Try to help him out, get a push. I don't want to hear about you giving kids rubs. I don't want to. 
I don't want to know about it, but I have to say, honestly, this is probably some of the most fun I had researching a topic. Oh, yeah? this, this whole situation was good. And I liked it because it, it was long enough for me to, to enjoy the whole entire thing, but it wasn't like forever. Like that invasion angle, that's going to be a pain in the ass for me to research. This was just like nonstop entertainment. And it didn't even end when a lot of people remember that it ended because you had some interactions with him on TV yeah. even after that, which we'll get to. How far out do you find out, hey, Hurricane, former WCW Cruiserweight champion, after they took your move and your name and your, your dancers and your music, we're going to put you with The Rock for a while. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was never going to be – there was never any long-term uh, planning for that. I think it was just going to be that very first night when we did <laughs> our first segment together. I don't think there was any plans for it to go beyond that. It uh, And sometimes that happens in the business, and sometimes that's the best stuff in the business, the stuff that happens organically. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff that you plan, and it works out, no doubt. But every now and then, something will come along. And it's like, oh, we'll just try it, see what happens. And it turns out to be really good. And this is one of those examples. There was no long-term goal, no long-term plan. It just kind of, you know, developed, and, and two guys that were, you know, doing the doing their best and just we had good chemistry you know we bounced off each other pretty well and uh you know had a lot of fun doing what we do so when do you find out about this like is it that day oh yeah that day oh man <laughs> what goes through your mind <laughs> day, you're a 28 year old kid second. you're a 28 year old kid and you're you're in there i mean you've you've already been through some stuff at this point obviously you're is, tw- is 28 a kid at what, <laughs> what point do you stop being a kid I'm still a kid. Um, you called the I just Rock. It was cool. I'm pretty I was, sure he was in his 30s. I thought it. I thought it was pretty cool. I know I was excited about it. I mean, obviously, he's one of the biggest stars in the game. So um, I was just excited about it. So let's talk about this segment. It's the February 23rd edition of Raw. The Rock's back there playing the guitar, and you show up and you're scolding the Rock for trashing the people. The people. The people. And there was there was so much, there was a lot of great greatness to this segment. A lot of it is reactions from you and The Rock, just just facial facial expressions to your comments. Uh, he calls you the Hamburglar, and that doesn't seem to phase you much until he compares you to Aquaman, <laughs> and that really yeah. sets you off. Yeah. But that was one of those things, you know, you can't like oversell everything. So you got to pick your spots. You know, if uh, you go out there and oversell everything, then everything is seems to be the same. So uh, I knew the Aquaman was a better line. Uh, the Hamburger was definitely a good line, but like yeah. my character would react more to the Aquaman uh, jab yeah. than, than the Hamburger. So uh, that was a thought process there. And I think too, Hamburger might beat Aquaman's ass too. Ah, no, Aquaman is actually a pretty badass dude, man. But just, you know, that's the joke that he just talks to fish, you know. If you actually read the books, he's a pretty badass guy. So Unless how much of this up, do man. you all how much of this do you all know going in? Is it is it all scripted? Is it all like improv? No, no, like, uh, mostly mostly improv. You kinda know uh, just the gist. Like I might say this, I might say that, and I might say none of it. You know, that's kinda how how a rock was. And so um uh, and, and I'm just hoping I don't fuck up. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be full honest with you. You know, uh, uh, when you know with somebody like that, uh, like I said, there was no plans for it to go any further than this. So I just want to make sure I hit a grand slam on this one, you know, because that's the only way it's going to go further. You know, uh, if it's bad, it's going to be on me, you know, because the rock's great. So if it sucks, people are just going to assume that it's my fault, you know. So I have to hit a grand slam. I have no choice. If it goes anywhere, it's going to be because of my performance there. Uh, and if it sucks, then The Rock's going to be on TV next week with somebody else. My ass will be at catering. So, you know, uh, <laughs> you have to understand. It was a little bit, I mean, a, a little bit of pressure there. But uh, comedy is my thing, you know. It's just, uh, you know, just being able to uh, deliver good lines, have timing, react to other people's shit, you know. Um, you know, and I, I actually threw uh, the green hell thing. Like, maybe you should say who in the green hell because he would always say blue hell. Uh, I think that was actually my idea. Um, and that was, that was a cool thing with him. And I think he recognized that early on that I wasn't afraid to give him the jab against me. You know, 
I don't really care who gets the good line as long as the people laugh the most, you know, so. Well, you had a good line in this one too. I think it's probably a very underrated line in this promo because he says, you say that you know one superhero you can beat and that's the Scorpion King. And then he flips out and he's like, <laughs> no, no, you couldn't. And then you say, Brendan Fraser beat the Scorpion King. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think that line came from uh, Brian Gorowitz was uh, the one who threw that one in there. Brian was instrumental in a lot of the rock stuff and very instrumental in my career too. So always got to uh, give that guy Blucifer as he's known uh, in certain circles. Um, some uh, g- give him a, a lot of credit. So he, he understood my character. He understood rock's character. And when you got a writer that does that, that makes things a little bit easier. Um, so, yeah, Brandon Frazier beat the Scorpion King, so I, fe- I felt that I could, you know. I had that faith. Gewertz still works with The Rock now. I think he works for his production company. Yeah. Then this is all – this is kind of used to build up a battle royal that's happening later in the night, and uh, you ask if The Rock can fly and that he's going to fly over the top rope in the battle royal. Now, this Rock turn had to happen. Like, I mean, him going heel because the crowd was rejecting him and – it was kind of like, uh, I mean, it, we, we'd seen it happen before, obviously, but it's it's almost a lot like like what you see today where, where you think somebody's going to be a baby face, the crowd just rejects them and they become a heel, and he did some of his best stuff as a heel, and this angle really, really showed that. I thought that this angle was really good. It was very funny without making The Rock look ridiculous because you believe that he is such an egomaniac that he will argue with a guy who thinks he's a superhero about his movies. It's just about I've, putting up with the character. You know, there, that was like the hurricane would have never worked in WCW. You know, they would have, you would have had guys. It's, it's the whole reason that blood runs cold stuff didn't really take off the way that it should have, because they would just bury the characters. They were going to, Oh, look at Glacier with your snowflakes. Like you never attack the character. You know, you got to put over the gimmick. The only way gimmicks ever get over is if people put them over. You know, um, so, and The Rock knows that. You know, there's a lot, still a lot of guys that, you know, try to break that fourth wall and all that shit and, um, you know, bury, bury the gimmicks. You protect the gimmicks because that's what separates us from just regular old MMA and shit like that is that we, we can be gimmicks, you know. So, uh, you know, The Rock's head and he's a very intelligent, per- very intelligent person and he, he gets the entertainment aspect of it. Like, at the end of the day, what matters the most is the entertaining. And it's more entertaining to put over my gimmick than to just bury it. Because if he buries the gimmick, what does that do for anybody? He won't do shit for him. won't do anything for me. So uh, he was a professional. He made it work. Later that night, we, we weave a little, a couple storylines in. You toss Rodney Mack over, who you will be scheduled with uh, the following week. You get a lot of offense on the rock, but then he punches you right in the wiener. I think he kicks you in the wiener. And eliminates you. So I mean, that's that's one of those things. Like they they set that up, and you figured that was going to be the end of it. Uh, yeah, well, they didn't really set that up. That was just one of those things. I mean, those damn battle royals. You can't plan those things out. You know, it just I, uh, at some point, yeah, I might come to you, and we'll do something. And like that's all that was said. It wasn't like, hey, here's a spot. Just going, I might come to you, and we'll we'll do something. Um. But I do remember hearing the crowd that when I first started, you know, going in, you know, landing punches on, on rock, the crowd was coming. And like, that's what that's what you want as, as a performer to hear the crowd react to it. So uh, when they did and, and the way they reacted to, to the, uh, you know, the, the backstage skit earlier, and that gave me hope that they might do something. But still, you never know. You know, so I was happy so that night, the- but I, I, didn't, I didn't go home expecting anything. Some some point over the next week, that is the case. Uh, when are you told we're going to keep going with this? Is it the next Monday at Raw? I don't think anybody ever really said anything like that. You know, like it was, uh, I mean, but believe it or not, some of us, you know, most of us, all of us show up at work and we're ready to work and, and do well, the job without really thinking about uh, or well, even I mean, knowing where does it go, where does it go? I mean, at some point you dress up as a superhero and you're in the Rock's closet in the locker room. You had to be told at some point. I showed. I was there all night long. Actually, I was there the night before. Waiting. <laughs> you, you just showed up there, and that's where you were hanging out. Uh, uh, so and too on, on that one, that particular that was my idea because I was going to fly in like uh, always, and just those. Uh, most of the time, those lockers don't have those little curtains. 
like this for whatever uh, whatever reason this this uh, these locker rooms had these curtains in them, and I was just like, oh, what if I been what if I was just hiding in there the whole time, and uh, somebody started laughing, and you could see like you know I think Brian's eyes lit up, and Rock knew it was a good idea right away. It's like, well, how would we do it? And I was like, and then Rock's like, yeah, I'll just go over there and do this, and we'll play off that, and uh, and, and yeah, so that that was a team effort, you know. <laughs> so the rock you, you to preface this you are in a closet well a, a locker rather with the curtain pulled up now this then you is hop the one, out this is the one he starts this segment with coach right i believe so this is march 3rd uh and also, I, i'll tell you another thing on this one i was behind the door uh i mean i was over there he could hear me and when he was doing the thing with coach i go tell him to wash his ass <laughs> <laughs> and yeah rock says it wash your ass Oh God! That's a, that, I remember. That's one of my favorite rock lines, actually. Yeah, uh, when you hop out, the rock looks around <laughs> like he's in awe that you were able to do that. You hit him with the "What's up with that?" You make fun of Booker T for eliminating the rock. Now, something you don't see a lot these days: the rock interacts with the live crowd, even though he's backstage. Like he tells them to shut up, don't cheer, don't laugh, anything like that. Uh, so that that couldn't have been planned, right? Oh, definitely not. And see, here's the thing: the the one the week before was live, and so this one uh, was going to be pre-taped. And I, I told this story a couple of times, and this is probably my favorite uh, rock story about you know during this whole run. Uh, a couple of times like, we're trying to pre-tape it, and um, he keeps like busting or, or flubbing his lines or something. And I was like, man, he's usually he's usually spot on, you know, perfect. What's this happening? And he looks at me one time and just gives me this slight little wink. Uh, like, oh shit! Because if you pre-tape it, you're you're married to that two or three minutes of what that pre-tape is. But if it's live, yeah, you might accidentally go over the time. And if you're the Rock, you yeah. can get away with that shit. So he was kind of intentionally, uh, you know, doing it. Actually, you know, whatever, messing up quote unquote, so that we could do it live. And so that, that segment was, was live. So when he's reacting to the crowd, that's really happening. And uh, yeah, that doesn't happen a lot because they try to pre-tape everything uh, these days. Um, all the backstage segments are generally pre-taped uh, these days, but no, that one was, that one was live and it was live because the rock made it happen. He also makes fun of your braces. How dare he? <laughs> yeah. I hated him. How long did you have the braces? Uh, just a couple years, you know. I mean, I never had any money when I was younger to get any. So my my, my gimmicks were straight. You, just I had a slight overbite, so I just and I had to. And when you got to wear them and push back, it sucked. My lips would get busted all the damn time. I'd be bleeding, you know, after every match. But um, yeah, what can you do? Maybe a weird question. Do you think that maybe helped you identify with kids a little bit better, or kids to identify with you a little bit better? The Hurricane character. Uh, if it did, you don't I see a lot of wrestlers with braces. Yeah. You see him with knee braces. That's true. Uh, you say that the Scorpion King has a tiny wiener and that he's scared of Austin. Yeah. Tiny ding-a-ling, man. I never say a wiener. Tiny Watch your mouth. Wiener it is. The Rock's facial expression when you dab is excellent. And then you fly away. <laughs> he does the... Oh. And there's see, a callback to that later on. That's what puts it over. Him looking at me flying away. Like that that just is such a little thing, but it adds so much to it. You know, He's selling your character. Sitting, yeah. Selling the gimmick. Selling the absurdity of it all. You know, that's what makes it funny. March ten. The camera pans out as the rock is is talking to somebody and you know, everybody thinks it's Austin. Everybody thinks it's Austin because He's been avoiding the Austin match forever. It pans out to you, and it gets a great pop. So at this point, you know you're having a match. Are you told that day? You and The Rock tonight, or is this the week is, before? Is this is this uh, that night? I mean, is this the same night of the match? Night of the match. Okay, so the night of the match, I didn't, I didn't find out till that weekend. It was either Saturday or Sunday I found out, and I'll, I'll tell you this story. Um. I was doing a lot of media back back in those days. Like if I wasn't doing house shows, then I was 
uh, doing media, which is a media day, which is uh, you're doing all kinds of shit all day long. You're doing radio interviews. You're going to uh, news stations. Like I would do the weather and just go appear on sports shows and uh, autograph sign-ins and go talk to a school or something like that. Just a lot of media. They'll wear your ass out now. That's that's the negative. To, if you pop at all in WWE, they're going to get their damn money out of you. Know, I'm going to tell you. They'll work your ass to death. And so, uh, and I got, I was in my hotel room and like I went down to the ice machine or drink machine or something. I left my phone in my room and as luck would have it, that's when I got a call. Come back, missed calls. Of course I got a missed call. Um, look at it and you answer it or listen to the voicemail and it's rock. And it just, you know, let me know, hey, just, I want to give you the heads up. It's me and you this Monday night, main event raw. Uh, we're working, you know, uh, you know, lace them up type, type of shit, you know. Uh, you're going over, you're going over. It's going to be fun. We're going to tear it down. Just a very encouraging thing. And I was like, did he say I was going over? You know, <laughs> what? And so, and, he, and it hung up. And I was convinced, half convinced that it wasn't him. I was half convinced that it was like Jason Sensation or somebody that could do a great rock imitation and they're just calling fucking with me. There was no way I'm going to have a main event match with Rock and I'm going to win. There's just no way I think that's going to happen. Uh, the, the match I think could happen. Me going over, I was like, yeah, no way that's happening. And so, um, so then I get there and I don't mention anything to anybody. I'm not saying nothing just in case it is a rib and that's fucking with me. But uh, yeah, so I didn't find out to. It was either the day before, maybe two days before, but I think it was just the day before. At what point do you find out it's not a rib? Uh, when I get there, we just start talking. He's like, hey, did you get my <laughs> message? And I go, oh, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I, I might have even told him, too. I, man, I wasn't sure if that was really you. You know, because he called me from my – sensations put on some muscle. He called me from a block number, you know, a private number at that time. I didn't have his number. You know, we, became, we, we didn't – we became friends through this program, but at that particular point, we're just working and we like each other, but we're just buddies, you know? And so, uh, I, I didn't know if it was his number or not either. And I was like, man, I wasn't sure if that was you. And uh, he's just laughing about it. And we, uh, so yeah, we did that first little segment there. The rock makes fun of your superpowers, which you call her powers. A really a small nuance of this is that the rock is having fun in games, but he gets like, his character is so upset when you fire back like a real bully, Mm -hmm. like a real bully. He shakes your hand, hits you with a cheap shot. Yeah. Bastard. Now we, now we got the match. You're given the second entrance in this. And now traditionally that's like the bigger talent comes out second. You're still really young. This is the rock. No, it's still what happened this time. Yeah. I was going to, I was going (laughs) to, I was trying to set you up, but you, you just took it. You just took it. I was trying to say. They, uh, they would every time I worked the top guy there. This is something that kind of pissed me off. You know, one of the you know, top top tiers. I would always come out second, so I never got to see the cool entrance from the perspective of the opponent. And you kind of always want to do that. You know, you want to see that guy coming down. The only time it ever happened was with Undertaker because obviously he comes out last every time. So I got to see that. But whether it was uh, Flair, Austin, or any of the other guys I worked. Um, Austin, but uh, Triple H, any other you know, top tier guys that I worked, I always uh, came out last. So I never got to see their entrances. That, what is that like? The worst thing in the world to complain about. It's not a complaint, so don't don't take it like that. What is that like being in the ring for an Undertaker entrance? Is, does it give you the chills? Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So in this match, you're, you're, takes, you're like you're like a, your kid. You're the you're the kid, the performer, the fan. You're everything all wrapped up in a one. So it's, it's awesome. He takes your cape and he puts it on, and he's beating you up with your cape on. Completely disrespectful. Plan. You I mean, on, that's, you, you do not tug on Superman's cape. They made a song about that. Oh Jesus! So that sounds like a rock thing in the moment. Uh, I'm sure I don't remember him uh, asking for permission and I doubt he uh, <laughs> felt he needed to and he didn't. So, um, yeah. He really puts over uh, a lot of your offense here. And this is, this is before you ever head to the cruiserweight division, but you are one of the smaller guys on raw and you're landing neck breakers and clotheslines and the shining wizard. And what I thought was really symbolic was that flying body press. Cause you know, you've done the flying thing throughout this whole deal. And uh, Jr. really sells it. Jr. You all call it fantastic. 
I forgot how good him and Lawler were together. How did I just forgot forget that? I mean, it's been so long, and I've been. I think I think my my head's been just like numbed, numbed, numbed. It's, it's only the greatest combination of all time, but we just forget about it's, it. It's it's fantastic, so natural too. Mm-hmm. And when when Lawler would say something absolutely ridiculous, Jr's right there being a smart ass right back to him, or or he gets just completely pissed off, and that's even better. Mm-hmm. You all calling this in the ring? I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it was. So some of my offense is a little tricky, and I have to explain it to people in the back. But uh, for the most part, it's uh, you know, he's this is his show. You know, uh, he he uh, let me call a lot though. You know, this is uh, I mean, you see, I got a lot in, and those I mean, it's my offense, so obviously I'm I'm calling that. But uh, you know, he was very cool and respect. I mean, just the utmost professional. Didn't bully his position or anything like that. You know, he definitely could have went out there and just controlled everything and did whatever he wanted, and that's that would have just how it fucking was, you know. Definitely uh, had the authority to do that, but he didn't. Man. It was just cool in the game. Lots this of, is turning uh, into a rock love fest, and I'm going to tell you, I apologize for that if anybody was expecting any heat, but, you know, I owe so much to that dude, and I, I love him to death, so that's what it's going to be. I don't think anybody gets that feeling. I mean, I've seen you all tweet each other and stuff like that. And but, you know, people always sense. want some dirt. They always want some dirt. I, ain't got I don't – I mean – there's a, very rarely, I don't. I think that we've talked about you having dirt with people on the show. And I mean, you're a very outspoken dude. I mean, we just saw an article where I beat up three people at a convention. That's true. Which never happened. And that I mean because I charge for autographs. So there must be dirt. But I mean, I see you going at, going at it with your friends on Twitter all the time. That doesn't mean you yeah, hate the yeah. person. And this, I mean, this is a very... Very lighthearted, happy, very fondly remembered angle, I think. I mean, there I don't remember a lot of people being like, damn, but they hate each other. This was just pure, just like, this was fun. Mm-hmm. This was fun stuff. <laughs> you hit that awesome diving neck breaker you were doing back then. Now, this wasn't like blockbuster. Like, I mean, you were catching them, like skimming them turning him sideways, full-on neck breaker, like like swinging neck breaker mm-hmm. from the middle rope. When did you come up with that move? And, like, was that was that a hard one for people to take, or or was it a hard one for no, you to I, perfect? No, I definitely stole that from Buff, you know, especially after I uh, – especially after his ass got bounced from WWF for being a dick. Uh, I would actually do it – do his stupid little dance and then tell the person to kick out on one on, how, <laughs> on, how, on house shows and shit. Uh, but then, uh, but it's actually, didn't a good he move, go so over the top with it though? Yeah. Sometimes I would go over the top, you know, it just depends on where the guy was. I mean, obviously I'm, <laughs> you know, a million times more athletic than, than Bagwell was. So I could go to the side, go over the top, go, go over which way the guy was. Uh, and that's just how that particular one uh, uh, unfolded. But the move, uh, you know, Started getting over, and I'm smart enough to recognize that. So, okay, I'll keep it in the offense. I wanted to, I call it the overcast is what I called that. Yeah. I love that move. I, we'll talk about the Rodney Mack match, but you hit it in that too, and that was a damn beautiful move. You had a lot of neckbreaker moves. Was there any reason for that? Uh, well, I mean, in WCW, my finish was the vertebraker. So, uh, you know, and even the nightmare on Helm Street is something that, that works around that area. So I did offense to weaken that. Uh, the story being that the finisher move is going to what takes it out. So I just weaken that, you know, just like Flair working the leg before the figure four. So uh, your boy thinks about things, Mr. Sap. Hey, hey, that's why I'm asking. Now there's a series that, that as I watched this, I I wondered, okay, you fought out of the rock bottom. Then he reverses one of your choke slams and then he tries one. You kick him in the balls or the wiener or the ding-a-ling. And Jim Ross calls what you do a choke slam. Was that a choke slam or a rock bottom? It was a choke slam. I had the hand on the neck. So, yeah. Because it looked it looked. I, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big boy, so I didn't get the good extension on yeah. it. You know, but it was at the neck, you know. So, uh, if, you, if you couldn't see the, this arm, you know, from, from your point of view right now, mm-hmm. his body would be covering it. It, it looked like the rock bottom. But uh, it was a choke slam. It was a damn good move either way. On this three count. Nick Patrick gets all up in there. I mean, he's, he's all deep. up in. He's mm-hmm. deep inside you all. Uh, I've I've talked about referees with some other guys. Some people like like the 
the wrestlers that I've spoken to either really like his style or really don't like his style. Like he would sometimes physically put his hands underneath the shoulder. And what did you think of it? I know that you did. You work with him in WCW as well. Nick Patrick, yeah, yeah, I love Nick Patrick. I thought he was one of the best referees uh, I ever worked with. He would also sell like moves. He would sell moves that were happening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details in the ring like he slapped me right in the damn forehead one time too in manila uh working mad we did this spot out of the corner well i was on my ass right and i grabbed the second turnbuckle uh second ropes because i'm in the corner matt grabs my feet and he pulls me up and catches me and sits down into a power bomb with his very little area for nick to get over there so he gets out one two and when i kick out just the way my body lurched forward, it went in his direction, and he came down on that three and slapped me right in the damn forehead. It was the stiffest thing in the match. Like he was over there shaking his hand, it about knocked me the fuck out. And Matt, of course, is just laughing about the whole deal. But there you have it. Random Nick Patrick story. Boom! Bonus. I'm cool with random Nick Patrick stories. I encourage them. Steve Austin's music hits about nine minutes in, and <laughs> The Rock stops mid people's elbow i think it was you roll him up at 931 and you pin the rock and took the fuck off and took the fuck off now that's something that i've heard you talk about in the past um you run I up the ramp I yeah i should have stuck around a little bit longer so they told you to get the fuck out of there right yeah they told me because you know i mean we're going to wrestlemania that's the whole another thing that, that uh you know that was weird about the match. You, you know, going to WrestleMania, you never see the guys lose. And The Rock thought, you know, we don't have to be married to that formula. This would be more exciting if we do it like this. And obviously he was right. And it, it stands the test of time. So, um, But two, there's some things in the moment when you have to take advantage of certain situations. And, and, and I felt it, but at the same time, because I'm the little man on the totem pole here, I want to do – but what I'm told, and I scurried the fuck out there. You can see me jumping up and down the ramp on the way out. I'm celebrating. It's not like I'm fully sprinting out of the scene. You know, I'm celebrating a big, big moment of my life. But you can actually see Austin try to grab me. You know, uh, uh, Steve went to, went to say something to it because he felt it too. I should have been there and did something with him and, and just felt it in the moment. But, uh, you know, that, that's uh, that was inexperience, but also respect. You know, I was being respectful to what they did. I didn't want to overstay my bounds, overstay my welcome, you know. Um, but in, in retrospect, I definitely should have stayed out there and had that big, you know, glory shot with Austin, Brock. You know, I'm the one, I'm the one that won. So uh, that, was, that was my bad. But it came from a good place. It came from a, a place of respect. So, I mean, you know, you don't hear your music play, anything like that. Does that affect you whatsoever? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Where does this rank uh, among career highlights, biggest nights of your career? Where where would you put this one? Oh, it's definitely up there, man. I mean, it's, it's up there with the highlights because, I mean, when I beat The Rock at that particular moment, I'm one of the most popular wrestlers on the planet. Like, whether you like me or not, whether you've ever liked Shane Helms, The Hurricane, Sugar Shane, any of that shit, the night I main evented Raw and beat The Rock, I'm one of the most popular uh, people on this fucking planet. So whether it's 15 minutes of fame or 15 seconds, that can never be taken away from me. And the merch sales were like a motherfucker. I was you know about to saying? ask that. The merch How sales- soon after this do you get that merch check that you thought was a mistake? <laughs> it was probably not long after that. <laughs> that shit for me. I'm going to go buy a fucking house. <laughs> 
Oh man. Now also this was we the were talking about this too. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh I don't think I was talking about guess. But somebody mentioned to me that I'm the I was the first under two hundred pound guy to make money for Vince. Really? So and I was going. And I was just Dink trying to think I was, who? Dink the clown. Dink the clown. Oh, the little midget. Uh, well, I'm talking about like merch. Talking about making real money where they keep your ass around, you know, for for a good amount of time. And I was like, man, that's actually a pretty good little thing to have on the resume. It's amazing. I, I think other people tell me more shit about my career than than I put together. Sometimes, you know, I can't really. I try not to like uh, be one of those guys that toots his own horn too fucking much. We all got to do this sometimes. It's there, you know, uh, to on Anderson toot toot. But um. Yeah, it's one of those weird things I never think about. So, yeah, so if smaller guys are making money now, you know who did it first? If I would have failed, if the hurricane would have failed, maybe some of those smaller guys never would have happened. Beat that one, dangerous Danny Davis. You didn't draw. about that? How about that? Also, as I re- as I researched this, that was the quickest TV loss for The Rock by pinfall that I could find since December 2000 against Kane. So you're saying not only did I whoop his ass, but I whooped it in record time. That's what well, you're saying. Like over the past two and a half years, sure. Also, The Rock has only had 12 matches since this. Some people don't remember, I mean, don't realize that. Only yeah, twelve I I, matches. I think I took it out of him, man. You know, it's like, uh, you know, he took his soul. It's like Rocky against Drago. You know, just it takes its toll. You don't, you don't come back. Well, actually, he went on a great, bigger, and better things. <laughs> yeah, he's, but he, uh, he had to be protected doing well. by he's, he's doing well for himself. So, <laughs> I think he's okay with the whole scenario. I'm, I'm pretty <sighs> sure. It's like Conor McGregor says. When he beats people, they're just never the same, you know? He yeah, takes a part of them. Yeah. Yeah, took a part of them. So, He's yeah. like, where's Chad Mendez now? What happened to Jose Aldo? Well, Jose Aldo won a championship. But, hey, it took The Rock, like, what, 10 years to win a WWE championship after the ass-kicking you put on him? Yeah, but he went to WrestleMania and won there, so. That's true. That's so, true. I mean, just a couple of weeks later. See, that's what made him dig deep. That's how he got that win, because he dug deep what kind of feedback do you get on the match uh, from higher ups? Everybody loved it. Everybody just, you know, you uh, look like you belong out there. You know, everything was good. That was great. Uh, that's what we wanted. But, but keep in mind, too, there were some guys in the higher ups, and I never really got a scorecard of who and who and who. But Rock fought for me to go over. Like, that wasn't creative's goal for me to go over. That wasn't their plan. That was Rock. Uh, Rock and probably Brian might have discussed it, but the, uh, some of the other uh, powers that be and guys involved, um, they weren't on board for that, you know, because of the traditional, the guys, the guys going over to mania, you know? Um, so, yeah. So, uh, but even, even, but when I got back, everybody was awesome man. good, good stuff, you know, great job, kid. This is going to do wonders for you. You know, some of the, you know, blase, blah, bullshit, but, uh, Nobody said anything to my face, but I, I knew, and I think I think Rockets fought me up to that deal too. That uh, it, that not everybody was on board. So uh, that if there's any backlash, you know, for me just to roll with it, roll with the punches. He 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 was he was he mentored me through this whole deal, you know, uh, in a way that he didn't have to. So do you all become like friends immediately through this angle? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, too, you, and once you start working with somebody and you start talking shit and you understand the people that get your jokes and stuff like that, see, that's when you get a buddy, when you get a friendship. You know, because not everybody gets your sense of humor. Not everybody gets my sense of humor specifically. So, um, so yeah, we, we just got along from day one and, uh, you know, cool. So do you know who any of the people were that didn't want you to go over? I never heard no concrete names, so that's not something worth going into. I'm, I'm pretty sure you could probably speculate and see that uh, who, who wouldn't be cool with that. You know, certain people protect certain spots. Sure. So what does it say to you that The Rock was like, no, this guy needs to beat me? It just told me that I was doing good with that gimmick, that it was working. You know, there's a lot of stuff, you know. That's one of the, the Hurricane Steel is one of those gimmicks that people look back on and go, oh man, now, you know, I mean, I bet that was pretty easy. Not understanding that it wasn't like the, the tough ass wrestler gimmick. That's easy. 
and it gets all the credit. And that's literally the easiest fucking thing to do in this business is to walk to the ring all tough and fucking do a match. That is so easy. It's so one dimensional. You don't have to have a fucking brain to do that. But to have a character with layers and a personality and people respond to your words and your movements and your actions as opposed to just, man, that, that takes talent. And, to, and comedy in the midst of a, a you know, violent scenario can, can really be tough. We see it all the time, like people trying to be funny and wrestling and it's fucking not. You know, I was pretty much 100 percent good with the, the with the funny stuff. So uh, but there, there's a, a lot more thought put into it than people think, you know. I mean, some of the stuff I said was kind of spurred a moment and off the cuff and it, it worked because, you know, I got a good good sense of humor. But um, I did put a lot of thought into in what I did and a lot of work went into the hurricane. And I knew that I was sacrificing, you know, the rep I had built at Sugar Shane. Where I was, you know, one of the best light heavyweights in the world. You know, I was losing that. This guy's a great wrestler. Uh, I was losing that rep. And I was getting the guys a great entertainer rep, but I was sacrificing that, you know, guys a great wrestler rep. And that sucked for me because I was like, man, that, that could hurt me. And I, I can't let these people forget that I'm a great wrestler, but the hurricane's getting over, you know. So uh, it really, uh, it, it was a pat on the ass. It was a pat on the back. It let me know that I was doing something right. If, if the top guys are getting it, you know, I could deal with that. The next week, March 17th, Stone Cold puts over uh, your victory over The Rock in a backstage promo with Shawn Michaels. Then The Rock catches Teddy Long reading a WWF or WWE magazine with your face on it. Was that from that month? Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell so, you what month that was from. Did you have to do a shoot for that magazine or did they just take a stock photo? No, I did a shoot for it. But uh, so when I mean, was that, that shoot? Was, that was, that was, I mean, no, it wasn't a specific shoot. It was, I think they just did a bunch of shoots. So, I don't oh. know. Man, I can't fucking remember. I might have did a specific shoot, to be honest with you. Uh, so because I, I, the spread, that's the one with the uh, me pulling the, uh, the, the fucking Walmart special suit I had on as Gregory Helms. That's, that was the uh, fold-out centerfold thing was me doing that. So I did do a specific shoot for that magazine, but I just couldn't tell you what the time it was in relation to that. So, uh, you know, maybe that magazine coming out at that particular point in time has something to do with all of this unrolling, but they were going to go with that magazine anyway. So, I mean, um, I, I was just doing good. I mean, the character was getting over. So it was well, it actually already was over at that particular point. Um, so, But not to the degree it got, obviously. Yeah, that makes the, the magazine thing makes me wonder because they had to plan for that magazine for a while because, I mean, they can't just put those out overnight makes me wonder if maybe they knew a little more than they let on or if yeah one had to do with the other you are booked in a match with rodney mack who is managed by teddy long you had eliminated him from the battle royal a couple weeks player yeah new hall of famer teddy long i was happy to see that me, me as well the rock comes out to interfere and you start kicking his ass which I love it that he he runs in he's a, he's a ball of fire and you start beating his ass but then he DDTs you throws you out of the ring he atomic drops you on the rail then punches you in the wiener which is a recurring theme <laughs> the wieners took some damage in this feud hey man little little, little, little hurricane went through a lot man you know shit the real, like the real upset, wasn't you beating the Rock. The real upset was that you were able to reproduce after this angle. I don't even, I don't even remember this point. <laughs> you got hit in the wiener a lot. I like mean, every wiener, dick. But uh, what, what happened after that? Did he like uh, just leave or he left? He left. Oh, he beat you with a chair. Ah, oh, I, I remember there was some not in the wiener. Okay, I forgot that I was doing the Rodney Matt match. match. Hmm. At this point. I was expecting clamp it onto your crotch, then step on it. It probably could, it probably could have happened. <laughs> so yeah, every week we got you all uh, either verbally or physically attacking the crotch. At this point, are you told this is the end? This is the culmination? No, no I was never told it was the end. Well, we'll talk about the ram. But I was like, man, I've been involved in this buildup all the way up to Mania. Now, on one hand, I was like, 
It's like, man, you know, it was like 10% expectation, though. 90% is this mania is about rocking Austin, and my little monkey ass ain't going to be anywhere near that match. But on the other hand, I was involved in so much leading up to it. I was like, well, you got to do something. I got to run out there and try some shit and get fucked up and bounced out just to add a layer to it. Uh, and I don't think that would have took away from anything at all. But, um, uh, you know, they they uh, they kept it to them, which is fine. I mean, keeping it on them, uh, rocking Austin and Rock doing uh, – Austin doing the honors, going out the way he wanted to go out, was a much bigger uh, – that was a much – bigger thing to focus on than my, my little involvement. We're going to do a full uh, WrestleMania experiences show, I think probably in a few weeks, but this wasn't actually the end of you and the rock, but there was something that happened right after WrestleMania that I wonder triple H beats you with a pedigree in the middle of the ring a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. Now the rock and triple H had had, they'd went at it a couple times over a few things. Do you think this was done to send a message? Because back then, the WWE really liked to send messages that Triple H was the dude. Yeah, probably. But at, at the same time, man, it was a good match. And I, I mean, sure. I, I dominated like 80% of the match. So it was another thing that, uh, you know, me showing I belonged and I proved there. I mean, proved that I belonged there and I could hang with those guys. Uh do do I think that that it was too early uh, to to beat me after The Rock did what he did for me? Without a doubt, and I think everybody thought that. You know, everybody that wasn't involved in that match, I should say, because um, The Rock does something like that. You got to get the most out of it. You get the most out of it you can. You ride it till it's a dead horse, and then you beat the fuck out of it. That's when you beat a horse. Is when it's dead. That's the best time to beat a horse. It's not gonna kick you then. Yeah, the motherfucker's down. So. uh yeah, I, th- I thought it was too. I thought they could have got a lot more out of that. There was no necessary reason to beat me, but at the same time, I'm in there with a world heavyweight champion, showing I belong on that big stage. So, um, you know, it's one of those things. It is what it is. Six on one, half a dozen on the other. You would end up to go on to work with Triple H, Ric Flair, Jericho, and team with Booker, Nash, HBK. So, you're in the mix at this point. But uh, we'll we'll cover that at another time. You know, for somebody who who people say is just a mid card, I sure did a lot of top card shit. It is strange how that happens. Good hand, good hand. Hmm. As almost as if I have two of them. That's it. Well played. So that's not the end of this. In two thousand four, The Rock comes back. You're backstage with Rosie, and well, actually, you don't even see you all because The Rock's there. And he just stops, and he's like, my main nemesis. And then it's you, (laughs) which I thought was great. And then he says, let's get this straight. You only beat the Scorpion King. That was was fun stuff. I love those callbacks. Now, that was the one. uh, He was coming back for the movie, right? Didn't we tie the movie? One of his movies. Yeah, yeah. I I remember that. We tied the – Cause I put over the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of we kind of squashed the beef there. Was that yes. the one where we squashed the beef? Okay. Now Rosie's there with you, and Rosie and The Rock are you know connected there. What kind of relationship did they have? Uh, they're cousins, I think. Yeah, I know, but I mean, there's a lot of fucking cousins in that family, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I didn't get the idea. I mean, that they hated each other. I mean, they got along. They're family, so yeah, they're cool. Just wasn't sure because, like I said, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of them in that. There's not a lot of them, just that they're all wrestlers. That's why it seems that way. Well, I mean, shit, there's like 20 of them, Shane. That's a lot. I got a lot of cousins. They're just not all on the same television show. Yeah, but do you you get get together with them on TV and run an angle with all your cousins? That is is exactly what I just said, motherfucker. I was going to say you might. Right. Rosie got lost and saw Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen instead of Walking Tall. Yeah, <laughs> was it, happens. it happens. Yeah. And uh, The Rock does a callback to the Hamburglar thing, and it fits just perfect because, you know, he does look like Grimace. Yeah. Rosie. Especially in that first outfit, which is atrocious. But then you're able to, able to uh, fire one back, and you're like, you've got the goatee? 
you kind of look like, and then it pans out to coach. <laughs> oh, that was great. And that wasn't the end of it. He puts over your match that you have uh, later in the night. And as you fly away, he looks off. Yep. He was good, man. Can't say, can't say it enough. Uh, this an improv thing. This is a, you got to get some lines in thing. Uh, I don't remember this one being improv. I, I think this one was all pre-tape. Well, I mean, improv, they never really gave us our lines. Like, you know, uh, they would help us, but especially back in those days. I mean, you would just get bullet points, but we could say what we wanted to, but uh, this one was pre-tape. So I'm, you know, not, not as much off the cuff stuff in, in this particular one. There's also a quick spot at WrestleMania 2004 where they're running around backstage and they run into you all. So are you all told, be here at this yeah. time? Yes. Okay. I got a funny story. You can go ahead and uh, spill the details of the scene. I'll tell you. I'll add to it when you're done. Well, he, he, shows, he shows up and he pokes a little fun at Rosie. <laughs> he, he makes fun of uh, Rosie eating a donut, I believe it is. No, we had a damn tray of hamburgers. Tra- the hamburger. oh, it was, it was all it was all a throwback to the hamburger joke. Oh man. Which the the thing I was gonna tell you was it's taking so long for this shit to happen. Rosie's over there eating those hamburgers. I'm like, hey man, oh, you no. save some for this fucking shoot. We got the, <laughs> we wanted the big tray of them like uh, my man Wimpy from Popeye. Was that his name? Wimpy yeah. Blimpy or some shit. We'd have the big tray of hamburgers. That's uh that's what we were trying to do. And but man, we're back there, but we're fucking starving, dude. So <laughs> we're starving. Rosie's a big old boy. There's a tray of hamburgers. You know, you can't tease a motherfucker like that. Oh Jesus! What kind of hamburgers were they? Nah, fuck, I don't know. Like McDonald's, Burger King. There's a big difference here. Was that in a? Was that the mania? Was in New York? I want to say it was in New York. Yes, that so was that WrestleMania was Madison Square, Madison Square Garden. So, well. I mean, it's New York City. They could have got them damn hamburgers from 40,000 different locations in two square blocks. True. That's very true. There's also another Raw where he pay, pokes fun at Rosie. <laughs> so they kept they, – they stretched. They got what they could out of this. And it yeah, made yeah. for some really entertaining TV. We're going to see The Rock show up on TNA and – uh, <laughs> Talk about him, Andrew Everett, for you. Maybe, maybe. So uh, it's really funny, man. We got it. We just had this little connection. I tell you uh, another weird thing, and this is uh, fate or kismet or whatever you you want to call it. My very first favorite masked wrestler of all time was a guy named Sweet Ebony Diamond, and I liked the name before I ever saw him. Sweet Ebony Diamond, and it was Rocky Johnson, who is Rock's father. Oh wow. Yeah, and so uh, it was a real cool guy down in the Mid-Atlantic area. You know, uh, of course, I'm just a young bug watching watching everything. And I remember, you know, my dad would always buy the old school wrestler magazines, the after mags. And I saw a picture, you know, and Sweet Ebony Diamond, all he did was put a mask on. He still had, like, the same trunks and boots as he always did. You know, he didn't go in-depth with the costume. But I saw the tattoos on his chest, and then, like, I was like, wait a minute, where have I seen these tattoos at before? And so I started digging through all, I mean, I'm like six years old or some shit, you know, whatever, six, seven. And so I'm digging through all my magazines and I find a picture of Rocky Johnson. I'm like, aha, I figured this shit out. And I'm so excited about it. You know, I'm just a little idiot. And I run to my dad and I tell him, look, sweet Ebony Diamond is Rocky Johnson. My dad goes, yeah, no. Like, uh, uh, did, you sh- did you ever share that with The Rock? Yeah, I think I told him. And also his dad, and uh, I said this in the interview I just did this this past week, uh, his dad has some kind of gimmick where he needed he needed to autograph eight by ten of the hurricane. I don't know if it was a shop or, or a gym or something. So of course he gave it to him. No, no, no problem at all. But I was like, I don't want no money. I want eight by ten. Totally I like you. Oh uh, yeah, obviously. You know, yeah, me doing something nice, uh, far fetched. But I was like, all I want is an eight by ten of sweet ebony diamond. I've been waiting mm-hmm. on that shit for about ten years now. Still ain't got no sweet ebony diamond eight by ten, and that's some bullshit. I'm coming for you, Rocky. As a wise. As a wise so, man once said, what's up with that? And so that, and the other thing is, I, I, you know, a lot of people assume the Green Lantern is, is uh, my favorite character. It's one of my favorite, but not the, my favorite character of all time is Black, Black Adam. Adam. Black Adam, who will be played by The Rock coming up. Ooh. 
So we have these weird connections, man. So you know I'm going to be excited and shit to see that coming out by one of my boys. And my boys playing my favorite comic character of all time, you know I'm going to be stacked. Stoked, I said. Man, that's that's coming full circle. Yeah, strange, huh? It's fun stuff. Like it was meant to be. What other... Now, we're, we're filming this February 23rd, so, I mean, there will be people who listen to this in 2022, but what do you got going on this weekend? You got any appearances? Are you charging poor little kids for autographs? Uh, let me see. You're sitting on your ass. Probably be sitting on my ass because I go out for TNA uh, the following week, so I'm going to rest up one more week. You know, I'm still training hard. Like I told you before we got on air, I'm down 28 pounds since the new year. Boom! How about that? You're trying to make middleweight. Uh, yeah, I ain't never going to make middleweight. Yeah, I ain't going to make – I had to think about it, so I ain't going to make that yet. You could make um, what – I'm confident you could make middleweight. If you're under 200, I think – well, you you did amateur wrestling, nah, right? Nah. Yeah, I mean, I could. I just don't want to. You could. Yeah. Well, there's a big um, difference there. But that's it. You're still doing the TNA thing, of course. We had uh, we got that big marriage angle coming up. That's I can't wait to see if that plays off at all on TV, like it came off the night it actually happened. Man, we were back there crying, laughing at that shit. So I got a formal uh, invitation, off, a formal invitation from TNA Wrestling yeah. in my email for that. No shit. Well, I didn't get one. So damn, are you evidently higher on your picking? I don't know. I don't ever check my email. It might be there. Um. I check my real mail and I get that check. That's all I care. Uh, other than that, man, you know, we, we plug this show on Keeping It 100. I say I plug this show on the Sports Illustrated article I did. I don't know if you saw that shit. You didn't mention it? Of course. Um, that's all I we got. Published, we, we republished it, of course. We uh, so did think? the excerpt. Did we talk about, we... Did we, did we talk about my uh, comparison of Brady to Ric Flair? Did you agree, disagree? I thought it was spot the fuck on Brady cheated a lot less than Ric Flair. Or no, Brady cheats more than Ric Flair. Oh, not true, not true. Go to, here's a website you need to go to, yourteamcheats.com, and see how blown out of proportion the New England Patriot thing was. And look at some of the other notorious teams that never get mentioned and have done much worse shit. Actually, the Atlanta Falcons did worse cheating than the Patriots deal with that whole pumping in the noise to fuck up the whole team shit that they did. Boom, Sean Sack. I, I can't wait to check this out. I'm legit. I like. I can't wait to check this this site out. Yeah, this a lot of great. stuff that all teams did. But you look at some of the stuff the old teams did back in the day. Like people say, well, Montana never did that. But Jerry Rice had stick him on his gloves. And I think mm. uh, the defensive line has some kind of silicone gel that they would put on their jerseys to slide by the offensive line or some weird bullshit like that. You're like, that's some, that's some in-depth shit there now. So, um, But, yeah, that's what I got. Also, I wanted your, your thoughts. What do you think of the, the shorter TNA taping schedules? I talked, to, I talked to probably about half a dozen people that both worked there and wrestled for there. Seems to be unanimously positive. Yeah, those weeks get really long when we do that many days, and it, wear, it not only wears the talent out, but, I mean, any long tour wears talent out, so that's not exclusive to TNA. But it wears the crowd out because it's the same crowd. Not the same, not 100% the same people, but a lot of the same people show up every night. And just, I mean, I don't give a damn who you are. If you see the same, you know, as exciting as it is, it could be the most greatest show of all time. But after about day seven, eight of that shit, you're like, you're watching and you're interested, but you just don't have the energy to go bananas seven or eight days in a row. That's why people take days off and shit, you know. So uh, it'll be good for the crowd. It'll be good for the boys, uh, better for the product. So. Uh, I, 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 look, I see that as a, as a definite plus. I see it as a plus because, I mean, it means that Anthem is willing to spend a little bit more money to fly you all in. More dates, too. That's good news to me, I think. Uh, guys, visit Fightful.com. All your wrestling MMA news, photos, videos, podcasts, interviews, exclusive news, results, all that stuff. Whenever you watch TNA Impact, come over to Fightful.com. Talk about it on our discuss forums. It gets lit. Anything else, Shane? Does it get lit AF? Lit AF, as the kids say. Uh, that's all I got, man. So uh, everybody check me out at Shane Helmscom, cross-platform on every damn thing. And I'm killing on Instagram lately. I'm just a funny motherfucker, Sean. That's apparently, that's apparently the uh, 
Mm. What the kids? How the mm. kids view me today? Legendary status in this uh, Instagram. Wrong. Movie. Wrong. True. Why? Why did you Catch just? Catch you guys later. Catch you guys later. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.